0: Hi and welcome to White Hat versus Black Hat SEO Show. My name is Josh Laser Kitty Bashinsky.
1: Laser Kitty.
0: <laughs> and today I have with me my Black Hat co-host. I don't know Mr. my is. Mr. Clint Butler, and I didn't mute the broadcast. Mr. Clint Butler is my co-host. Say hi there, Clint. <laughs> hi, Clint. <laughs> now, for those of you watching who are not familiar, Clint is typically sarcastic, and so he has a shirt now to, to remind us that what he says is often sarcastic, and to take what he says with a grain of salt, and to not get your panties into a knot would be probably a, a good good idea, or maybe, or maybe not, or get them in a knot, if that's the way you like it. If it feels good down there for a knot, go, go for it. it. And also, <laughs> we have, hiding behind a screen share, we have Ted the Hammer Hammercobitis. Say hi, Ted.
1: Hello, the oh, hammer.
0: <laughs> so uh, today is a special show. Uh, yesterday we put out uh, a call for people to get their soft, uh, get their site and their SEO checked out by Cora. And so uh, we picked around, I think, five of, of the submissions we got, uh, the ones that showed the best information. Anyway, or showed some information, and uh, we made a presentation about that. So if you still want your site looked at by Cora, you know, uh, email us. Uh, we can see what we can do. Uh, or put your 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 site in the chat. We'll see what we can do. Uh, and if you have any SEO questions, put your site in the chat for sure. If you're watching this on YouTube Live. Uh, if you're not watching this on YouTube Live, you can watch this every Wednesday around 1 p.m. Pacific. More or less every Wednesday. We, we skip every now Wednesday now and then. But just sub- subscribe to my channel. And you'll see what's going on. Or follow me on Twitter at Josh Brzezinski. So it's going to take a while to go through some of this because Cora comes up with such great information and a lot of information that uh we're gonna just gonna hand it right over to ted and ted's gonna start talking about these sites so so who got uh, in here ted so they can watch and make sure that they they know what's going on and what what do you have to show them
2: okay well uh we had a number of volunteers i couldn't fit them all into the presentation so if i didn't put your website in in the in the presentation i'm sorry about that uh but this is the first uh keyword clinic uh that we've done on this channel and uh, it's totally free so nobody paid for this people volunteered to be a part of it and we'll just dive into it so uh really quickly Cora is a uh, seo tool it measures over 520 seo factors for your specific keywords and it outputs information about which factors you need to uh, tune more to be competitive and by how much, Um, and it gives you a lot of uh, data on how your on-page and off-page is deficient. For this keyword analysis, we are looking at the on-page only, so we won't be diving into the off-page, but there's a wealth of SEO tuning knowledge to be gained by looking at that on-page. So uh, it's software for PC's Mac's measurement tool. And the value propositions of doing SEO this way is that you're doing SEO with empirical data and you know exactly how deficient your tuning is versus your higher ranking competitors. You can more accurately cost out SEO work and you know when to stop tuning certain factors so you don't overinvest in the wrong areas. So with that, we'll jump right into the uh, first uh, keyword that we analyzed, uh, left-handed scholarships. And I had no idea there were scholarships for left-handed people. (laughs) That's amazing to me. Okay. (laughs) What a weird scholarship. uh, Apparently this is the thing. Um, So I don't know much about it, uh, but I decided to analyze the keyword with uh, Cora. And uh, the first thing we typically see with Quora when we enter the keywords are the match words. And so uh, there's a number of uh, things like it can tell if it's hyphenated or not. It can find uh, just the word by itself, not necessarily the exact match keyword. Um, It'll look at singular and plural form. It'll do entity recognition, Juanita College. and uh let's see
0: show me any other SEM software that does that
2: well you know this is this is google so google's giving us this information google makes uh these relevant hits for your search term bolt our software collects them because google's telling us these are the words that make your page relevant for the search term. And we call these match words, and when we talk about matches, we're talking about this collection of all the things that Google considered a relevant hit. So when we talk about matches, it's not your exact keywords, it's any combination of these relevant hits that Google calls out in their source code. And so the software pulls measurement data. So we found our website for this keyword and result number four, and we're comparing them to results one, two, three, and the page one average, and the highest factor measurement, each row here is a different factor, and the highest factor measurement for results one, two, three, or the page one average, so whichever one of those four is largest, becomes the practical maximum, and the practical maximum minus your uh, measurement for your page for that factor is the deficit that's how much more you need to tie for first place uh in that factor so technically you need to do a little bit more uh to have advantage other than that you'd have competitive parity now there's this overall max which is the maximum measurement out of the top 100, we find that it's very impractical to tune your page to the highest measurement in the top 100. And it's often uh, uh, dangerous for over-optimization.
0: Yes, over-optimization is real.
2: (laughs) But even worse than the threat of over-optimization, if you tuned to the maximum amount possible in the top 100, you're going to weigh over invest. It's going to be far more damaging to your time and your pocketbook than anything else. Uh, so we uh, use the practical max. Let's aim towards the top of page one. And that's why we take the highest measurement from results one, two, or three, or the page one average, whichever of those four is higher. So let's jump into some of uh, the intel for this run. So the software creates a sheet called the SEO Tuning Roadmap, and these are only the strong correlating factors, the factors that correlated very strongly with your rank position in Google, and it's only the ones where you have a deficit. So we hide everything else, and these are the things you need to do to get competitive parity. That's why we call it the seo tuning roadmap
0: it's very simply this is the to-do list i forget all the correlation stuff if you're not an seo nerd like us just run the software
2: do this (laughs) yes exactly and what i like to do and what i advise people to do uh with these reports is to cherry pick the easy ones that you can knock out quickly and right away and the reason you should do that is if you could knock out these yellow ones in an afternoon and get a result, you should absolutely do that because we're in the business of getting better rankings as cheaply and as quickly as we can. So always start with the easy ones and get the quick result right away. You can always come back and do a second pass later to get the harder uh, factors to tune.
0: So, so, Ted, can you tell us exactly what those, those words mean on the left-hand side?
2: Uh, yes. So, uh, you know, like this one, sentence matches. We're talking about those match words again, those variant terms that are relevant hits for your search term. Uh, so we need to add seven more match words into sentences. So that's something we can do quickly, and that's why I highlighted it yellow.
0: Uh, Same Uh, as p tag matches?
2: Yep, now HTML tag matches, the HTML tag, that's uh, the HTML tag that wraps the entire document in the source code. So this represents what you need to do to the page overall. It wants six more match words on the page. I mean, you can knock that out pretty quickly. Uh, Your headings, and sometimes, what I like to do is I kind of like to look at what's showing up in the roadmap and see if it tells me a story. I see there's you know, one, two, three, four, five uh, heading ones, heading related ones that need to be tuned. So we need to tune our headings. And then I look, you know, oh, there's uh, p tags, there's HTML tag matches, there's number of sentences, there's sentence matches, and there's word count. Well, look at this word count. So there's something to do with amount of content that we probably need to address here as well. So we need to add right. two hundred twenty more sentences and about three thousand more words. Um, And clean text uh, kilobytes. So clean text means you take the HTML source, you remove the style sheets, you remove the JavaScript, you remove the comments, you remove the HTML. And when you remove all the technical gobbledygook, that's a technical term, uh, you're left with the clean text content. And it wants you to add 21 more kilobytes of clean text content to your page. So we're seeing two dominant stories here. Uh, You need to tune your headings more with uh, relevant hits with keyword matches, and you need to add more keyword rich content to the page. So when we look at some of these, like the, the H3 tag matches, so we're talking about those variant terms that we saw from Google occurring in H3 tags. Right. You could have one or more in a single H3 tag, or you could have many H3 tags. You can mix and match. Uh, but we look, here's the page uh, average measurement, all right? And here's the track domain. We see the track domain is on page one. So we got page nine heading towards page one. We have the average measurement by page. So here they are at two matches in H3 tags, and they need to get to four. So they want to get above the average. So we can visibly see the deficit they need to achieve to uh, excel in that factor. If we look at the HTML tag matches, we can see they're dialed in for competitive parity, but parity is an advantage. So the uh, What you need to do is to continue using your terms on page so you get above the average. And the practical maximum is not this value, the practical maximum is higher. So when we see you hitting the average line, we know you need to get above.
0: But you definitely don't wanna exceed the practical maximum.
2: Uh, Probably not. You'd probably be wasting time and money at that point. Because the people who got to the top of page one didn't have to go much higher than where they got. So in right. theory, you shouldn't have to either.
0: Right. Is it all on-page changes for this fellow, or is there any off-page stuff too?
2: Uh, we only did on-page uh, for this analysis.
0: Right, right, right. So you have to run the full report to get the off-page analysis as well.
2: Correct. But uh, there's
0: still mine some really interesting data, some very imp- important data about... Essentially, their on page SEO is not fleshed out enough. They need H1s, they need H2s, they need H3s, they need more sentences, they need more information completely.
2: Yep. And uh, we see it with uh, title tag matches. So they, they have uh, one relevant hit in their title and they need to get to two. Now, uh, back in the day, there's a long time where you would never see more than four matches in a title tag. I don't know if that's still true, uh, but I know years ago you could like Google for the word games and you would never see five uh, matches in the title in the top 100. Um, so definitely don't overtune your title, but you know at least get parity if not beat by one. Um, and then we also pull LSI data and we're the only tool on the market that uh, does the correlation coefficients to tell you which LSI terms appear to help you rank. So they're sorted by that correlation strength with rankings. and. We also pull your measurement, so how many times do you use each LSI term on your page and what the deficit is with the average. And these are the boilerplate uh, LSI metrics that you see everywhere, the number of pages that had the term, the maximum number of times that occurred on any one of these pages, the average occurrences on these pages, total occurrences across all pages. Um, So there's the LSI as well. We won't spend too much time there. And then uh, I like to point out the result sheet. It's a snapshot of the search results at the time the report was pulled. Um, I like to look at this because if you look back in time at past results, it lets you know what's changed, but it also lets you know are there things like exact match or partial match domains in play? And surprise, (laughs) surprise, look at that. They're on page one, you know, coming up to the top. Uh, You know, that still works. You know, Google's not penalizing this that we could see. And there's a pattern with these leading matches. So, and more specifically, there's often a pattern of leading match delimiter uh, brand and you'll see that in a lot of places too a leading match delimiter brand. And so you can spot patterns like this by looking at the results tab.
0: Right. And again, the whole philosophy of CORE is that we don't necessarily care what a ranking factor is. We just follow the correlations. And when you follow the correlations, you are, you know, X times out of 10, you're going get, to get it right because you're doing what the vast majority is doing, showing that they're doing for, for page one
2: yeah yeah and the way i I like to look at it is that when you have a field of possibilities of many hundreds and hundreds of possible seo factors right if you can reduce it down to two or three dozen that correlate strongly i mean that just makes your guesses on what you should be working on so much better for that tuning
0: right right and instead of narrowing it down by what the herd of seo uh, gurus say on blogs you narrow it down by what your software tells you, no, this is what is truly correlating their opinion. Regardless, it still is a much more scientific way to go.
2: Yeah, and and basically what these measurements tell you is that the people who rank better than you are doing this much more than you're doing.
0: Right. We're going to move on in a second, but just one thing that I love about Core is that I love going on to, to Barry Schwartz's blog or any kind of SEO uh, community and, and waiting for someone to say, well, this is a ranking factor. And you say, OK, what niche? Do you think it's ranking factor? And then you do a core report. You say, well, actually, this is not correlating with the top 10 rankings at all. This correlates with rankings on page you know, 15 or 20. You, know, you have some substantive data there to say, well, no, sorry. You're wrong. This doesn't correlate.
2: So yeah. Still... And you can check for yourself in a matter of like two to four minutes.
0: Right. Exactly. Anyway, so let's move on to the other folks here, see if we can get them some good information.
2: All right, so this one is not in English. So I think it's credit consolidation, uh, but I could be wrong. It could be, you know, a bad word.
0: I don't know. <laughs> we apologize if it's a bad word.
2: It, if, if it is a bad word, uh, mad props to you for, uh, for pranking us.
0: <laughs> yes, right. yeah. good job. No, but it looks to me like it, it's Polish or Russian or Ukraine, it looks like.
2: Yep, and uh, so yes, Cora works with other languages, even with Unicode languages. Uh, The only caveat is that the uh, user interface and the output are still in English. So if that's okay for you, you're welcome to search in Japanese, that's fine. Um, Again, we get the match words even in other languages. And it looks like they have a number of different conjugations happening um so we see that in the match words uh again the data works the same way this time they were result 22 Mm. but we're still comparing to one two and three in the page one average we're shooting for the top our goal doesn't change we want the top of the rankings yeah so um
0: what are are spot one two and three doing we want to we want to mimic spot one two and three
2: And so there's a lot. Uh, They had just a mountain of correlations and a mountain of deficits. And being in spot 22, you know, that makes sense that you'd have a lot more deficits uh, uh, being so much further down in the results than that last example right and so again you know i look for the easy ones and i scan for the story so again we see a lot of the heading ones so they they've got to do a better job getting keyword rich headings on their on their page and that word count you know right up there near the top 3400 more words they're being beaten with long form content uh or they're being beaten by you know large directory listing sites uh You know you have to look at your competition to make sense of this but you know they're probably being beaten with long form content um they need to have 112 more kilobytes of page size and that's probably due to the long form content um you know similar story uh to the last one i mean this
0: is interesting um Google result link text has year so does that mean that the uh, their competitors have like you know uh, consolidation loans 2018 in the title and they do, and they don't
2: uh, yeah yeah so right. it's saying they need to add the the year if they want to be like their ranking competitors and you know that that may make a lot of sense because people might be getting click through rate simply because we're coming up on the change of the year
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Just remember to change it every year. It's interesting that that's there because the late, great Eric Ward, that was a trick he told me to always put, if you have room, always put, after you get the keywords in there and, and all the words to that make them want to click, if you can put the last few characters, you know, 2018 or whatever the year is, it does seem to give a boost either in CTR or ranking or, or both.
2: Yeah, and this this isn't our opinion here. This is the math said yes, this correlated, and you should add one more based on what your competition's doing.
0: Fascinating. Also, I notice here here's another one at the other end. Look at the right hand side it has Apple Touch icon.
2: Yeah, you know, and uh, that one, uh, if you've watched this show a long time, you've probably heard me say this anecdote many times. There was a time many years ago, I added the Apple touch icon when iPhones were brand new to our websites and we saw an instant ranking boost and uh, it didn't last, you know, uh, six weeks later, there wasn't much of a boost anymore for it. But I think what was happening is that, you know, when you stay cutting edge, all that cutting edge stuff makes you different from Google's web spam training set for their AI. Mm. that determines how spammy does your page look. Mm-hmm. So if you do the latest, greatest things, you look less spammy and that might result in a better ranking until their training set has more modern spam that's also using the touch icon. Exactly. Uh, the, yeah. the other way you could lose that advantage is once everybody's doing it, then everybody has the same advantage, AKA no more advantage.
0: Right, right, right. I just want to talk about that a second. Yeah. So. Just make sure everyone understands what you're talking about. This is the way that machine learning works. Think, for example, they're going to make machine learning to identify criminals or criminal behavior, what looks like criminal behavior out of CCTV uh, cameras. Let's say it just happened that everyone who got into a street fight on that Saturday night, they're running their their, their machine learning, were all wearing a red pin. Say it's Remembrance Day or for for whatever reason, and all those people got into a fist fight. The the, the AI is this dumb that it would say, okay. He's walking a certain way with aggression in his gait and red pin. Therefore, he's a violent offender, even though the red pin presumably has absolutely nothing to do with whether these people are getting into drunken fist fights, But that's how machine learning works. And so if Google looks out there and sees, oh, we, these are the good sites and these are the bad sites and the good sites had OG uh, tags to their Facebook pages and had, you know, whatever it is, Apple touch icon, uh, you know, because they had installed it and the bad sites didn't, then that would become a good factor and they would not be, they have less of a chance of tripping the Bayesian filter of getting hit by the, the factors for the bad sites. So it is is—it is kind of random and the correlation, the only way you can, t- you can't guess that, right? It'd be hard to guess. It's hard for even the people at Google to guess. The only way you can guess that now that rankings are moving into more machine learning uh, paradigms is having Quora and running the Quora software to see what's correlating and what's
2: not. Yep um but you know like like the last example i'd say there's two predominant stories here you know tune those headings and add more keyword rich content uh, we'll look at a few of the graphs so body tag matches so here they are ranking on page three you know with uh, approaching 50 and where they want to be is up here on page one where they need to have more than 100 you can see the deficit in the correlation chart. Uh, Again, with the uh, kilobyte size of of the body content, here they are at about 20. They want to be on page one where they need to be better than 60. Uh, Here, they're uh, better than average for page three. They went above the average line for page three. That's great, Uh, but they want to compete, you know. They, you want to play a page one game. Page one game, you need to do better. So leading matches and your heading tag. So your heading tag starts with one of those variant uh, match words. Um, here again, page three, they got competitive parity, so they met the average line. But you want to play a page one game, so you got to play to this level instead. Uh, yeah, again, uh, with headings, uh, H1 to H6 overall matches. They're below the average line. Need to play a better game. Need to play the page one game specifically. Uh, page size. So they're down here at uh, 25, 30 uh, kilobytes of page size. Uh, but since they're being beaten most likely by long form content, they need to get up there above 100. Number of sentences, they got slightly better than parody for page three. uh, But they need to play a much stronger game for page one. Sentence matches below average for page three. So they need to work their keywords into their content more. And by adding content, they'll get more of these, so. Word count overall, they're below average, even for page three, and they need to play a, a much bigger game for page one.
0: Right, and I'm sure these these could go on and on and on, all the different stuff they need to do.
2: Yep. Uh, the LSI works in other languages. I can't begin to even comment on what these are. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on.
0: Proujeur, or something. I don't know. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Okay. So let's move. Let's move to the next one there.
2: Oh, I just wanted to point this one out. We mentioned before those uh, leading matches and the, uh, the title tags and the results. Look at this one.
0: Yes. All
2: leading, I mean, that's the game they play.
0: <laughs> all leading match, yeah.
2: Uh, managed IT services. So the match words again. And this one uh, I thought was interesting because you know what's not a match word in this?
0: information technology?
2: It by uh, itself. It's a stop word in Google's list of stop words. Right. (laughs) Well, that's a complicating factor for the search term.
0: Um, Uh, Ah, interesting.
2: Which means you need to use it in the context of a larger search term uh, if you want it to count.
0: Yeah, look at that. You have to be very careful how you would do that, huh.
2: And so yeah, it didn't appear on the list, uh, but we do have our variance. Measurement data, uh, we'll get here. So yeah, the search term matches, and this one went through the roof because that IT doesn't count by itself. So you get a, a lot more focus on search term matches for this term as a result. So it wants you to use the exact search term 27 more times on the page. I'm not surprised by this because of that complicating factor. Um, HTML matches, so your overall variance on the page, it wants 196 more variants. So it looks like your competition is simply using the terms more. So, sorry, Ted, so would you switch to managed services versus managed IT services for this? well, I, I don't know. I would want to research more, but it, you definitely uh, need to use your relevant hits. So managed services and managed IT services were both relevant hits. So um, yeah, I might consider doing, doing that more, but at the same time, managed IT services is what they're offering. That's their product. Mm-hmm. So I think... That's probably why uh, we have so many uh, search term matches here, why they want 27 more of the exact search term on the page is that's the product they're selling and they don't want to add confusion by talking about managed services more than managed IT services.
0: But when they tried to do managed IT solutions, it didn't seem to uh, flag as a match term.
2: Yeah, Google didn't consider it something that was a relevant hit for the search term. Now it's relevant to the customer, but Google isn't all-knowing and all-seeing, so Google's, you know, relevancy determiner didn't pick up on that. And that's yeah. important. Um so uh right here matches in the top five keyword density terms. People get confused by these all the time. What they mean is, you take the five most frequently used uh, keywords on the page, and it wants one of your match words to be among those five. So it wants a match word to be in the top five most used words on the page. Um,
0: Which you would get by adding it to all these other places.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: One, one thing we should mention is that you can kill like 40 birds with one stone here by adding the keyword, a few more sentences and a few more keywords in it.
2: Yep, that's correct. And so they want uh, more matches and sentences, uh, headings. So uh yeah on on this particular one i'd say more than being beaten by long form content like the other two were uh this one's just being beaten by the competitors using the terms more on their page and uh yeah i i wonder more about the specific uh usage of the exact search term on the page because i would see that normally i'd say 27 more you know red flag over optimization because normally uh, you would only want to pepper in two, three, four of your exact search term and then make up the rest with your variant terms. But because of that complicating factor, I think it's just dialed up a whole lot more to be competitive.
0: Right, right. But notice here that they also need H1 and H6 tag matches too. Yeah. So, uh, an H1, H5 tag leading matches as well. So I think they need to have a proper kind of H1 paragraph, H2 paragraph, H2, another H1 kind of more of a, a, an essay a style that Google really likes and, and the, the, SEO, uh, the SEO intelligence agency has shown in their testing, Kyle's shown that that uh, does seem to give a boost in, in ranking as well.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, again, uh, their website wasn't in the top 100 I had to add it in, so they appear to be result number 100 on page 10. They are getting parity for page ten, but uh, they need to play a page one game again. So that's the keyword uh, usage and the body content.
0: Let's just visually go through these and see the the difference. Yep, (laughs) yep. Oh yeah! Wow. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh,
2: And then again, uh, with the uh, leading matches and the title tag being a pattern for them.
0: Yeah. Here's here's the other pattern: leading matches and title tag, and you know. That I think, uh, I think, uh, Clint, if you recall, I believe SIA tested that as well, leading match in uh, in title tag. and I think it did have a show a boost, so uh, it, it's difficult for me because I like to try and, and write something that makes the title stand out so people will click it, but it's also uh, versus uh, getting the, that keyword to the far left as possible.
1: Yeah, Kyle's got another version of that test going, he's getting some interesting results already, too. Oh, yep
0: interesting okay fantastic what's the next one here
2: another non-english keyword so we gotta totally let the math guide us on these
0: oh i think this is uh oh yeah this is so uh one by one one of those fellows here in the chat i think is probably the one who uh who submitted this one so there it is (laughs) we got it (laughs) all
2: right so uh again we got the uh uh the match words, uh, you know, I, I like to point out when somebody's uh, putting in uh, ratings and reviews, I mean, that's a really good call out. So you might consider that if it's appropriate for your page. Uh, and this might be your page, and if you're doing that, then you're awesome. <laughs> um, here are the match words.
0: This is parking for, I think, Ship yep, uh, yep. Airport, Ship Airport.
2: Yeah. So they uh, they did have the reviews. That was them. So way to go. Keep those reviews there. Don't ever take them down.
0: Yeah, for sure. And don't let your quality dip either because then Google will take the reviews down for you.
2: Yep. Um, so they're number four. So they're on page one and they're trying to, to move up. Um, so the things that stood out in the roadmap, um, search term matches, so their exact search term, 214 times more in the body tag. That's staggering to me. Um, that's a lot. Uh, so I'd want to investigate your competition, see how they're getting their search terms exactly on the search page so many times, how they do that without scaring their visitors and without angering the Google. So. Uh, this this type of metric, I think, means you need to look at results. One, let's see who was doing that. That was uh, body tag search term matches right here. So look at result three. They've got something going on. They're they're the one that's uh, driving that up so high. So yeah, I'd want to investigate what they're doing before I try to uh, copy it. Um, And then uh, your heading tags, so it looks like you need to do some heading tags. And again, here, the HTML tag search term matches. The difference between HTML tag and the body tag is the HTML tag includes the head block uh, that you don't see on page, but it's there in the source code. So uh, that's the difference. So it looks predominantly like you need to tune your headings and you need to use your search terms on the page more. Uh, But on that second one, I'd investigate first because you don't want to compete with someone if they're going to get in trouble with Google when they get found out. um uh, are you still with me can you hear me josh
0: oh sorry ted i had my microphone turned off what do you think if uh what do you think about if that one you mentioned that had way higher uh keywords uh what if they're stuffing the title attribute and the alt attribute which is stuff john mueller has said specifically not to do uh what would your opinion be on that
2: uh well that uh that would be Uh, tricky, you know, uh, we, we should see that, uh, in the correlation, if they were specifically doing that. Um, so we have title title attribute attribute matches and they only need 16 more. So I don't think they're doing title attribute games. Mm. Um, so, you know, we need, we need to look and see what they're doing. Uh, sometimes what this can be like, if you have a non-paginating comment thread, or non-paginating chain of reviews. You know, right. things like that could mention, you know, the the term of the page over and over again and grow with, with time. So there might be a, a completely innocent and, and valid reason for why this has gotten to this point, but we'd want to investigate why before. Right, we-
0: yeah. Yeah, when you see big numbers, check the page you're getting it from to see if they're maybe doing something you don't want to copy.
2: Yeah, so here here they are on page one, and here's where the page one average is because of uh, that number three measurement and uh, body uh, tag size and kilobytes, so the amount of uh, body content here here they are at fifty, and the average is up around seventy kilobytes. Uh, leading matches, they have two leading matches. They need to push it up to three to be in the lead, Um, again, with the uh, leading matches and the title tag text and uh, some partial match and exact match uh, domains in play for this keyword. So clearly, Google isn't punishing it if it's winning uh, in places. Uh. And uh, so. What does Cora cost because I know some people will ask it's it's a bit pricey but you can save money if you uh, use Josh's link and help fund uh, white hat versus black hat so <laughs> yes. you can save 25 percent on it um, and and thank you
0: That's fantastic. thank you very much Janet. If I had a, a button to press for applause. I would. <laughs> Yay. Okay, so that's good. Thanks very much uh, for that, Ted. Folks, I hope you, that made sense. If you have any questions, any SEO questions, any, any questions for Ted, any questions how Cora works, any questions uh, at all, if you've got anything for us, type it here in the chat and we'll try and get to it here.
1: Hey, Ted, uh, you did the all those you showed just covered the on page. Is there any value in running the Quora? using just the on-page and then turning the link, the uh, Ahrefs and SEMrush integration feature on?
2: Yeah, cause uh, you know, the off-page is most definitely part of the puzzle there. Uh, there are three areas that you typically wanna look at for where Google dabbles with factors.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, the
2: first one is authority and the basis for authority is well known, it's backlinks. And the, Surprise. Uh, yeah, the, the second area is uh, your relevance and relevance is usually governed by an equation like uh tf term frequency. And that math uh, has been around for document indexing since like the seventies and before. Um, so it, it's well known. And typically what happens in those algorithms is whoever says it more tends to win which is why keyword stuffing worked in the first place and still works today. Uh, When you do keyword stuffing, you're gaming that uh, search relevance bucket. And it's why Google has to manually police it. And the third uh, area for factors is uh, quality, which has been hinted by a number of different Google people, that it might be related to click-through rate, repeat visitation, page traffic. Um, so those those are typically important areas. And with the off-page factors, you get to look into the authority bucket, and you get to look into some of the uh, quality bucket with the social signals and uh, things of that nature
0: cool so thanks a lot Ted. I want to move on uh, seems that like we got time. I didn't think I'd have time to cover this today, but I want to move on to a leak that kind of happened recently in the SEO community. So uh, JR Oaks on Twitter recently hacked the Googlebot. He uh, he put on a script where he could watch all of the document object model uh, elements, all of the HTML elements that Googlebot parses and processes once it reads a page. And he made an output for his particular page. And he released the output so we could take a look at it. So I have it here. So And I found some very interesting things in it that you might find really, really important. Uh, Some big, huge clues, uh, I think, as to what some ranking factors could be and definitely uh, what is not or what Googlebot's not looking at uh, and parsing. So let's take a look at it very quickly. Again, if you guys have any questions, SEO questions for us, ask them up in the chat. and We'll be happy to get to them. So let's take a look at this. Now, uh, you guys, can you read this? What I got here. Should I make it bigger? That's readable. You can read that.
1: Yep.
0: Okay, fantastic. So it's interesting, and I'll just go here from the top. So uh, it, it goes with the origin. It checks whether or not there's any hash, and it'll parse the hash separately. So the hash would be like a you know like the pipe, like the pound sign, code.io pound sign my named anchor down here or whatever, or for say Ajax or whatever, it'll parse that out. It'll check the HTTP port. That's interesting too. Uh, And if you check this out, it checks the href. Of course, it looks at the protocol. That's interesting. Look at this one. It checks what your Facebook page URL is, and it will add your Facebook page URL when parsing this particular document. I thought that was very interesting. Also, look at it's looking at your Discus short name, right? That uh, is loaded on that page. So. I've long uh, I've long thought for sure that Google and I've had some results uh, although I have to test this in a single variable environment still but I've long thought and it's long been kind of said from Google that you know social media is is it doesn't count for rankings but it's good to, for users to have an active social media page and I'm wondering if these kind of discus signals the kind of quality signals of you discussing on discus for your kind of your 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 um your entity for your kind of your author, what used to be called the author uh, tag. I'm wondering if they're using this kind of information to to kind of validate what they're finding on this page and and like a real canonical kind of concatenating that. So that's kind of interesting.
2: You know, in uh, at SMX West a year, maybe two years ago, uh, there's that Google engineer, I forget his last name. I think it's like Paul Heyer.
0: Yeah, Paul Har, yeah.
2: Uh, Paul Har, that's right. Um, I, I asked him specifically because I had a hunch uh, back then. Um, you know, is Google collecting uh, the Open Graph data for search, specifically for search? Um, and I knew enough not to ask is Open Graph a factor because that shuts them down.
0: Right. Uh, <laughs> Don't ask what a factor is.
2: <laughs> since I phrased it correctly, he gave me an honest answer and said, "Yes, we are." <laughs>
0: Well, there you go. Well, why pull it if it's not a factor? <laughs> so that's good information. I, I, uh, I would definitely want to test that for the final say. But I know Cora also correlates OG tags very highly with ranking as well. So I mean, that's four levels of evidence. Uh, you know, I don't know if I need quite the fifth at that point. Um, Google Analytics object, and they, they, they do check to see if you're running Google Analytics. That's interesting. Uh, why would they care why would they care if Google Analytics is being loaded Maybe uh, they are doing some checking maybe they are drip dropping into Google analytics and checking some some uh, some of your stats even though they keep promising and and have been swearing on a stack of 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 web 2.0 uh, books <laughs> forever that they don't use Google analytics but then why are they why is Googlebot parsing the the, uh, the, the JavaScript and checking to see if you're unloading it and storing it in memory that you are running Google Analytics.
2: Well, if if they're uh, executing JavaScript, if Googlebot's executing passive JavaScript, uh, then if there is Google Analytics on the page, it should fire and it could potentially, well, and probably does modify the DOM uh, in terms of the, the data object that it'll communicate. So that one might be, you know, nothing nefarious. That might just be normal behavior of JavaScript in the DOM.
0: It it might be, but the way this was explained by by Jr. Oaks is this is only what Googlebot is parsing, and it's you said on my page there's plenty of JavaScript it didn't parse and didn't didn't put in here.
2: Well, it Googlebot would only, in theory, render the passive JavaScript. Mm -hmm. So anything that requires user interaction or anything like that wouldn't fire. So the only JavaScript you'd see uh, in there would be the, the passive JavaScript.
0: But why is Googlebot logging this and sending this back to Google servers?
2: Uh, well, that I don't know. That I don't know. That's, I the,
0: that's the claim. That's the claim that J.R. Oaks is making, is that the, this is only what they're logging and sending back to Google servers.
2: Well, keep keep in mind that Google has openly admitted that they're using the DOM, that yes. they parse via the DOM and they traverse the DOM and they use yes. the DOM. So yes. it only makes sense when Googlebot would take your web page and put it into the Google cache, they would be serializing the DOM and sending the whole DOM over. So it's a snapshot of the state of that browser at that time.
0: Oh, okay. but are you okay? So yes, Google Analytics will not fire if it's cached and when it's loaded to, to keep the stats in Google Analytics correctly. Because nothing in Google Analytics is changing the rendering of your web page, which is usually the whole thing that the document object model is used for.
2: But you have to understand, though, that if it's a snippet in your source, it's a node in your DOM.
0: It, it, it certainly is. Yep, it so, definitely is.
2: So if they're capturing the DOM and they're sending it over, there's going to be a node for that snippet in the source.
0: Okay, but you just said something else that blew my mind. Um, are you inferring that, I, as far as I know, J.R. Oaks's page he did this on, we can check, it's, it's crowdseo.io, I believe it was here, um, is not being served from the Google cache. This is being served from his own server.
2: Yeah, yeah, but when Googlebot crawls it, they're taking a copy and putting it in the Google cache. And they're most likely doing that by taking, you know, a serialized version of the DOM at the time they crawled and sending that to the Google cache.
0: True, but they, again, So this, this is argument is, so, but there is absolutely no reason, Google is smart enough and there's absolutely no reason that they need to check that they're running Google Analytics well, and what the Google know. analytic DOM uh, element uh, node name, in this case function is, GA, and that's what it is, they don't need, they would strip that out. Why would they waste that room in the Google cache? They don't need that.
2: Well, they they might be just capturing it along with everything else in the DOM. So it might not be wasteful. Google would never do that. But the thing is to find, uh, to capture uh, for the cache. The reason they, they do the Google cache is so that if they make a change to their algorithm, they don't have to recrawl the whole internet politely. They can recalculate everything against the cache as fast and as aggressively as they'd like to. So So when they do that if you pick and choose and decide oh no We need to find out if there was a Google Analytics there, but we didn't capture the data Well now we have to recrawl the entire internet to fix this problem.
0: True and and I agree and you're right That's exactly how they work But again, they would only need the Google Analytics information there if it somehow was used in ranking and if It's not used in ranking in any way then they shouldn't care. It can be completely invisible List. It might be a
1: trust thing, too. They might consider that a trust factor.
0: Well, then that uh, vis-a-vis would be either directly or indirectly a ranking factor.
1: Yeah, like just having it as a trust factor. Well, yeah. and like let's... when you're doing the brand entities, like uh, Mike and Brad talk about all the time, your a real brand is going to have X, Y, and Z, and maybe one of the, one of the the letters of the alphabet for Google is. Like an Apple Touchdown. Exactly. gonna use Google Analytics. Well, hell, we're giving it to you
2: for free, why aren't you using it, Dumbass.
1: Right,
0: Right, right, right. <laughs>
2: well, and, and let's go the uh, business route with it instead of the uh, search algorithm route. If Google wanted to know the market share of websites using Google Analytics, this would be the place to check for it. When it fires on the page, capture it in the DOM, now they know, you know, by sample, how many websites use GA and how many don't. Oh,
0: I, I, that's the it's most plausible. That's the most plausible them argument them out you've out. given thus far. However, I still gotta debate that. This is huge, guys. Like, guys, if you're listening to our, our, our debate, and you're like, oh, you you search nerds. What are you doing? A, get wow. out of the business because this is all we do. B, this is huge, guys. This is huge. Well, Google but- is not supposed to care about Google Analytics. They've sworn to us with their hand up. And on murdered babies, they've made a promise. there are they, they will not use Google Analytics in any way, shape, or form. I cannot believe that the Google Analytics team, which is a completely different company, essentially, Josh, the Google Search team, is Google Search going to be policing that for analytics? They have their own ways of knowing how many installs there are.
2: Josh, it I, I don't think I've ever seen it correlate strongly with rankings, and I have that in Quora. I, I, I'm sure you do.
0: And I'm no. sure you would you you would you'd know right away. But why? No. Okay, but then why are they pulling it here? Why? Googlebot is not supposed to care at all about this. Why are they
2: pulling I, it? I think it's either by accident because they're capturing the state of the whole dom, serializing it and sending it, and it's along for the ride. Or they have some business purpose. They or they a-
0: want to use it in the future. And so, again, guys, get Cora. Because suddenly, one day, you might notice that Google Analytics uh, being installed suddenly correlates with rankings, <laughs>
2: now
0: uh, and then really you're good. like, "Okay,
2: they have the data." So, yeah.
0: as, soon, as soon as Google Analytics becomes a fully paid service, then suddenly it correlates with rankings, right? But there's even more interesting stuff. So that's even just that's just one, two of the bombshells. Let's look more. Okay, so let's look further, further on. Look, they're checking for speech synthesis, and it's all null, false, false, false. So they don't have any.
2: Can you show us that? I can't see it.
0: Oh, sorry. No, I'm just reading it. <laughs> and you see my face going crazy? I'll share the screen again. So here they're checking uh, for speech synthesis, uh, for, probably for oral browsers, uh, for for the uh, visually impaired. Probably is what this is for. Now Google always says you should, and it even says in the Webmaster Trends guidelines. You should you should have uh, 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 mechanisms in place so that people uh, who are visually impaired can see. I wonder if if you have you ever checked for this DOM module, and does it correlate with rankings?
2: I have not. I you know. Uh, well, here's another one for the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should probably put in accessibility and ARIA and.
0: So here's some of the the, the actual DOM uh, uh, nodes you can look for too. Crypto as well, some kind of crypto uh, cryptography. Subtle. I'm not even sure what that means.
1: Did he share this so that we could like run it on our own sites and see? if uh, at, uh, He's at Jr. Oakes O A K
0: E S on Twitter. Go ahead and ask him. I can ask him. I have his email. We, we've we've uh, coordinated back and forth. I can I can ask him as as well. What's going on?
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd like a copy of this output. I don't need the script, but I'd like to see if I can pull some more factors for Cora from it. Yeah, write if you,
1: my script, you can see if it's consistent before you even do that.
0: Yeah. Right, yeah. This is just what's happening on his site. Application cache, on obsolete, on cached, on update ready. These are all JavaScript event events on update, on error, on checking. They're all null. No. Why yeah. are they checking all that?
2: Well, what they're all they- null. No, they're not. They've been
0: initialized. Well, what do you mean they've been initialized? I thought no would mean that none of them have happened, and they recorded none of them have happened.
2: Uh, Well, they haven't been set, so they haven't
0: been set yet. So they're they're checking. They are checking uh, uh, JavaScript uh, events to see if they've been set. Uh, So let's see. Whatever memory they're checking, some memory sizes here, heap size limits. They're checking. Look at all the timing they're checking. Request start. DOM loading, response start, request start. Look at all this. They're checking the actual. Uh, uh, this is what the the what would you call this? The heap size time. Like what what is this big big number?
2: Um. Well, you know, this is looking more and more like when you right click the page and you say inspect and you pull up all those windows in Chrome that show you like the network activity and the load times and this looks. Like the, you know, the scaffolding and the rough end for all of that. It makes me wonder if Googlebot isn't a headless version of Chrome.
0: Well, I've I've got, and that's I got more information for that lower on down here. So, just keep in mind here: they're checking when the DOM is complete, they're checking when it's interactive, they're checking when it's loading, they're checking the response start and end. So again, if you want to say speed is or is not a factor, here's a bunch of evidence to suggest that it is. Because Googlebot is checking it and recording it and sending it back to Google servers. Here's another one. Uh, let me see where is it. Uh, they're checking the, the size limits of your, your pages and how much everything is taking. Uh, you know, too big of a page, maybe it might be rendered into two, such a thing. Checking your inner width, your height. Your, you know, your, that's not a, that's not a problem. Um, they're checking geolocation. Do not track. Now look at this here. We've all been told that Google is a stripped down version of Chrome. Well, then why doesn't it report it's a stripped-down version of Chrome? As far as this is concerned, it is a version of uh, Netscape Mozilla running on Linux. It doesn't say Chrome here anywhere.
2: No, but they do call it out as Googlebot. So it might be like a a split build of like a Chrome-like engine, but it's headless. Not specifically Chrome, because Chrome isn't headless, it actually renders. Uh, the right.
0: um, does, yes. Yes.
2: So yeah, you know, and it makes sense that it would be on Linux because that's going to have the best scalability in a in a large grid or cluster scenario.
0: Of course, yeah. Now look, and they also say that they don't they don't uh, load cookies, but it says cookie enabled true.
2: And and the Mozilla five compatible thing uh, that's been around even for a long time that goes back to Netscape navigator so I don't think that's them being nefarious that's that's kind of hardwired in because of Netscape
0: yeah I know I know that um, quite often they'll do that but it should say Chrome in here somewhere products should say Chrome not gecko
2: well it uh, they're saying Googlebot and the other things are compatibility tags
0: yes this is Mozilla so. 5.0 compatible yeah yeah I got that but I I, I know what you're talking about uh, Ted. Uh, but but one of these should say Chrome if it's Chrome. I've yeah, I've, yeah. I've done this JavaScript testing Chrome. It, it, one of these will say Chrome.
2: I, I I'm starting to think that it's Chrome like, but it's not exactly Chrome. So they call it Googlebot by a different name, but it's yeah. largely Chrome.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, and that that's largely true, <laughs> but not, but not fully true, right? Yeah, okay, so- that,
2: that's my guess. I don't know for sure.
0: Well, that's what it looks like. Again, they don't they don't represent it's Chrome anywhere in here, even though we've been told it's Chrome. And they check other interesting stuff, like is the toolbar visible, status bar visible, scroll bar they visible, personal bar is visible, menu bar, location bar,
2: the history state. Well, see, that's interesting that they say that's true on all of those. So mm-hmm. I wonder, are they actually showing a graphical rendering with a window, an application window, or are they spoofing that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they would need to... Be well, they could just check in the header state, they don't actually need to because they just see in JavaScript, did you switch it off? And and CSS, did you switch it off? Is really, I think, is what they'd be doing there. Landscape primary, the orientation, they're checking again, the color depth, Uh, and then some final stuff here. Uh, uh, Service, I don't know what they make of this persistent one. Event and log information, message, load, page show,
2: resize. So I don't know. Those look like nano time stamps. So
0: yeah, the same kind of nano time stamps they had above for when they checked how how long how when they started loading it, how long it took to load, when the DOM loaded, when it was usable. So anyway, we've run out of time. I found that stuff interesting. Remember, Google bought, Google has sworn to us it's a version of Chrome. That's all it is and that they don't look at Google Analytics, they never use Google Analytics, and uh, that Facebook is not uh, used for ranking, well then why are they they sending that back to Google? Why are they sending this information back to Google? It's a good old conspiracy theory. So, all right, so thanks very much, folks. Let's (laughs) see if there's any final questions here, unless Clint was dealing with all of them. Uh, Polo Chan asks, front page versus inner page backlink, does it make a big difference? Uh, Yes, Uh, a backlink from an index page, in the middle of the index page and a content index page backlink typically sends historically and still in our testing sends way more juice than an interpage backlink. Uh, So it can make a a huge difference. Just make sure it doesn't look like it's bought, uh, that is to say purchased. Uh, Barb Mike says he effing loves Cora. You're you're absolutely right, Bob, because it's awesome. It It definitely allows you to blow the competition. Any competition that is not using my five levels of evidence and basically is only using level one Everyone's opinion, or uh, you know, at best, in the field observations, Cora blows that away out of the out of the park. Uh, he asks, "How important is it to use proxies?" I'm assuming with 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 Cora. I don't even use proxies. What about you, Ted?
2: Uh, I use them a couple times a year. Like I'll get in a situation where I did a funky search and Google will issue a uh, captcha challenge through Cora. Uh, there's a few ways to handle that. Uh, Uh, You can use a proxy for a couple days, and it'll time out and go away. Uh, There's a way to trick Cora into letting you enter the CAPTCHA. That's another route. Uh, Contact me if you need to do that. You can unplug your cable modem and uh, leave it unplugged for a minute and then plug it back in. Uh, Most of the time, that'll get you a new IP address that could get you around it. Hmm. So... uh, Do you have to have them? Uh, No. Most of the year I run without proxies. Uh, If you do a lot of rank checking and stuff like that, uh, you might get into trouble uh, with Quora. But it's usually the fault of those other tools if you have problems every week.
1: Yeah, I've done 30 pulls back-to-back, and I've never had Google ask me once, and so...
2: Yeah, I go to great lengths to minimize the possibility of CAPTCHA challenging Quora. That's why you have to search from the Cora toolbar now. Um, it's all to can minimize you, CAPTCHA.
0: Can you use Quora on a VPS?
2: Uh, yeah, you should as long as it meets the the system requirements. I know people do that on Windows because Windows threading is not very friendly, mm-hmm. and Cora. It has you know, very extensive threading. I try to do everything in parallel to cut down runtime. So it's a CPU hog. Uh, on a Mac, I don't even notice. Uh, but on PCs, I know some people run uh, core on a, on a remote server. Sweet.
0: Any last questions there, folks? you got 10 seconds. In that 10-second time, I would like to thank everyone else for watching. Again, this has been White Hat versus Black Hat SEO Show. If you have any SEO questions at all and you'd like to ask us, by all means, you can contact myself at joshbashinsky at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at joshbashinsky, and you can see more experiments like this, more secret leaks, knowledge, and experiments at youtube.com slash jbashins. It's J-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S. You can contact Ted at...
2: SEO Tool Lab. I have a contact page. It goes right to me.
0: And you can contact Clint at?
2: Uh, info at or you can
1: do a search on YouTube for SEO this week, and I kind of hold a the sister show uh, on on Fridays. We go over news, and then we do side on Sweet.
0: So um, this has been the show. Thanks very much, guys. Tune in next week where I'm going to try, and again, twist Clint's Meaty arm to do some kind of black hatish presentation, so we'll see. If I keep putting pressure on him, maybe eventually he'll do it. <laughs> so I said it live on air, and everyone's expecting it now. So I don't know, Clint.
2: I don't know. You gotta
0: you gotta share some of that that giant knowledge in your giant brain of yours.
2: Should we have a uh, the worst things we've ever done episode where we get everybody to do it? Yeah, be, <laughs> oh, it'd <laughs> be, be a good one. one.
1: You
0: you mean in terms of SEO? (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Let's just limit it to SEO. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. So thanks very much, folks. Uh, And we'll talk to you next week. And as I always say, good luck in the SERPs. Bye-bye.